Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is wearing his heels. South Africa won a World Cup from letting their boys go and play wherever they want in the world. Just let, like, make the game global, man. Players need to do more. They need to be more open and have more, like, personality in that sense. Kev turned around to me when I was walking out the tunnel at half time and he just whispered in my ear, he goes, mate, your right boot will win this. Steve is honestly, he's in his own bracket, mate, for me. The psychology around how he manages people, and he's a straight shooter, mate, which is the best thing. And there's a man who's got his, <laughs> got his left hand missing, literally been, like, cut off. And one of the most esteemed players in English rugby <laughs> is calling him out on a buffalo every time he has a swig with his right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, I am joined by one of my good pals. It's the wonderful Freddie Burns. Welcome to the studio, Freddie. Mate, How cool. What, what a gaff this is. Yeah. Proud of you, mate. You come come a long way, Jim. Well, you said mate. that when you were messaging me on Instagram, living the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, it's, um, well, it's always good. Like we, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I remember when you first signed for Gloucester, we ended up in a room together in Portugal, mm. in Browns. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the beds were that small. It was boiling hot, so I slept naked. And I'm not sure if you actually know this, Jim, because I'm not sure if you properly woke up or it was just like a movement in the night. But you were the one closest to the door, and I was sleeping bollock naked, and uh, I needed a wee in the middle of the night. was too scared. I was only, what what I been, 20? Yeah, 19, you, were, you, 20, you were a youngster. Would have been young. And I thought, fucking hell, I can't wake, can't wake him up in the middle of the night. So I got my hand, because your feet, sorry, the beds were that close to the wall. Your feet were touching the wall, so I couldn't get around you. So I thought, oh, fuck it. I got on my hands and knees, mate, crawled underneath your legs, bollock naked at about three in the morning. And I think I brushed your leg, obviously with my back. Um, and you sort of moved a little bit. And to this day, I, I guess you were still asleep. But I, I was. You got yeah. a decent piece on you, so you might have brushed me with it. Well, no, that was dragging on the floor, mate. It was, oh. <laughs> it was the back. No, yeah. So that was my first um, sort of Jim Hamilton Encounter now, look at you, mate. I know. Oh, good. Mate, we've come a long way. I'm living the dream. Like, you message me. I've just come back from Colorado with the family. The kids are at a decent age now, apart from spewing on the plane on the way home, which seems to be a regular occurrence with the yeah, it's not good. Hamilton family. But I would say five years, it's actually six. I can't believe I said five. Six years post-retirement. And I would say now that I'm in a good place. Yeah. Not that I wasn't in a good place before, and we'll talk about lads like how hard it is now as a rugby player. And I'm saying that like, I understand there's a load of hard jobs out there, but I'm telling you now it's hard as a rugby player. And that transition period and transition means something very different now yeah. than when yeah. <laughs> I was transitioning from rugby. Mate, it's real and yeah. it's tough. And I thought 
I was fine. So the like every process, like if you would have said to me six months after rugby, how was it? I'd be like, mate, yeah, going well, doing a million things, like two years in, three years in. It, I reckon it takes five five years. Yeah. It, petri- it petrifies me, Jim, to be honest with you, mate. Like, not petrifies me, but like, I really, I, I really don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. And like the stuff that I do enjoy, I sort of like, you know, similar to you, like talking about the game, doing a bit of media stuff, like that's more like opportunity based. Like I know obviously you and Goody went out on and did started the rugby pod and all that sort of stuff. But like, I'm there like, oh, I should be doing something. And I ain't got a clue what. I know. And I'm just there and I keep thinking, I wake up in the morning and I go, right, come on. Like I'm not out in, I'm not out to Japan till October. Get up, go train and do whatever. And I'm like, right, come on. Like I'm, I should use this time to do something. Mate, I ain't got a clue where to start, mate. A clue. Mm. So it's just that thing where you need to get your teeth into it. The guy always uses a thing is, well, two people, Dave Lewis and, and obviously Andy Hazel. So obviously Hazy with his um, smart home solutions and all that, just the way that he had that before he retired. He was into that though as well, wasn't he? Exactly. As in when we were playing, he was the man you'd go to to load up your yeah. iPad, but rather, iPod. Yeah, but rather than like rugby stopping and then him picking it up and starting, he started way before. And then it kind of took got to a point where he sort of went... I probably don't. I think he had a bit, a couple of concussions in that, and he was like, "I don't need to keep doing it anymore because I've got direction outside of it." And then the other one's Dave Lewis, mate. I roomed with Davey when I was nineteen, twenty at Gloucester, and I remember days off, I'd still be asleep, and I'd hear him getting up at half seven, hustling like he'd have his breakfast, mate, and he was going in doing all his financial yeah. stuff, and then it got to a stage. I think he retired at about twenty nine thirty. I think in the end, because rugby, he got offered a contract, and then a job come up. That he was like. Right now, rugby pays more than this job. But if I take this job now, in five years' time, I'll be set up to then live a pretty decent life till I'm till retirement. So they're the two that I use, and I just never quite had that direction. It's tough out there, especially now. Like I don't envy anyone retiring now with the lay of the land. Just like the world's yeah. fucked. Yeah. Well, there's two things. The it's fucked, right? But the thing is, it's, at the same time. I'm so glad I'm 33 and not 23 mm. in rugby at the minute because I think rugby is fucked, mate, right now. I had this chat with an agent, not my agent. Big shout out to Al. Like, he's brilliant, but I know that he's finding it tough as well. But other, like, Davey Young, like, one of my good mates as well, he's an agent. Uh, a couple of others as well. And then, obviously, chatting to different players. I really feel for them now. Yeah. And how tough it is. Like, you look at, Irish going, you look at Worcester and Wasps, and then the drop in the salary cap. I know that players that were worth 130 grand are getting offered 30 grand yeah, okay. now to go to different clubs. And 30 grand, okay, people say, well, that's not bad. Well, as a professional rugby player, yeah. earning 130 grand with a very short career, 10 years, trying to maximise it, it's. I'd, and you look to your means, though, Jim. So that person who was. That person who was on a two-year deal on a hundred and thirty grand a year has a mortgage that he can cover. So you start taking, you cut that hundred grand away. It's then a whole different situation with with like looking after your family, paying your bills, paying your mortgage, all this sort of stuff, mate. It's it's crippling. It's just like I sp- I spoke to my agent um, the other day, and he said that last season I think he did he did two play uh, he did twenty two players. He did their contract twice in a year because they were signed at, say, a Wasps or a Worcester or an Irish. And then suddenly they had to find a new deal. And he said that the cut off, that the cut in um, salary was, was frightening. And I just think it's one of those things, mate, where it's, it's fuck, mate. It's so tough. I'm so glad I'm not 
I'm not in it. Well, the thing is, it's fucked here in in the UK from a club perspective, like the URC, and we can maybe touch on that. Look, you look at Wales. My yeah. lordy lord, that is. I mean, that is. I don't even know. I yeah. don't even know what to say about. It. I don't even know how they're still standing. Yeah, like Cardiff, Dragon, what well, all of them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all. They all seem buggered. Yeah, well, they've been buggered for years as well. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they've, they've, they've been battling. Afloat, yeah, it's a state of float. Exactly right. So I don't know what will happen with that. But England, the Premiership is on its back, and and the weird thing about that is, it's like e- it's like easy to be a problem maker as opposed to a solver. I don't need to be a problem, so I don't need to solve the problem yeah, yeah, on yeah. like how they get out of it. But someone does. Yeah, and someone needs to say. This is the strategy coming out. And look, Simon Massey-Taylor, who's heading that, this is historic, right? And then there's a number of reasons, like there's COVID, yeah. um, there's the salary cap, there's there's a load of different things going into the mix, like salaries have increased, like play, they want more TV deals are now less, like they're, they're battling for attention in that space, participation, all these negative things. But all right, well, there still needs to be a strategy going forward. Someone needs to come out. He needs to come out and say, this is what's happening yeah. going forward. All right, all the RFU need to come out because they yeah. are the RFU. Yeah. And they need to come out and whether or not it's central contracts. I know Anthony Watson signed this kind of new style deal to time over the World Cup or whatever it is. They need to come out. Someone needs to come out and yeah. say, it's fucked, but this is how it looks. This is what we need to do coming forward. And I imagine there's a million conversations going around in the background. It's the whole rugby thing that then nothing ever gets done. Yeah. But I don't know how a product like the Premiership and Europe to a degree, you can then call it Europe, the Champions Cup yeah. now, goes to being as good as they were. And they're still on the pitch, they're good. Yeah. But clearly in the background, the stuff wasn't right or whatever. And I don't want to go over Saracens, over Old Grand. You've got an investor there that wants to pump money in and yeah. they get vilified for doing it. Okay. But someone needs to come out and say, this is what's happening. Because Leicester got bailed out as yeah. well, one of the biggest clubs. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Jim. So, like, there's there's two things that, like, and, and this might be a bit more pub chat and similar to you, mate. I'm not the problem solver. I'm not going to sit here and say, this is what needs to happen. But, like, I almost feel like they need to allow money into the game around the salary cap and, and, and all that sort of thing. Like, so say you're a billionaire. And you want to invest. And you want to invest. Right or or say you're not say you've got a good amount of cash and you're you're able to go in, it's going right. Here you are. Come and take a club on and take and pay their thirty million pounds worth of debt, twenty million pounds worth of debt. Oh, and when you've done that, you can only spend five or whatever it is. You're going to go. No thanks. Like I'll be honest with you. Bump and it's not as simple as this. I'm fully aware, but bump the salary cap, up. Mate, if Saris end up winning the league for the next five years because they've like got invested, let them do it. Mm. And I tell you what, in a few a couple of years' time, the game's fucked now for the next few years anyway. But in a few years' time, you'll get what is happening at Newcastle United. You'll get what's happened at City, what's happened at Chelsea, and like you'll get people turn around and go, oh, "You know what? We're going to invest." Look at the excitement around Newcastle United at the minute. They've been nowhere for years, and then suddenly they've got these. And I know all this. People will get on their eye horse about where the money's coming but from. But they were moaning this. about it first. They're not it, moaning now. Exactly. So, like, just let let them come in and let them spend. Let these people spend money and pile it into the game. Like, uh, that, Freddie, I can't get my head around it. It's still to this point, and I know I bear the fruits of Saracens' success when I was there. But then I watched everything unfold with wasps, especially because the owner of wasps. I'm not even going to name drop him because it's probably too harsh. 
But yeah. the the owner of Wasp wasn't held accountable like the Ray family were and like Saracens were for what he did to that club. Yeah. In terms of the way that it was managed, like taking out bonds, like not paying it back, and then just disappearing and the, and the club folding. And then you look at Worcester, the Cowboys that were involved yeah. with that, and no one being accountable. But then on the flip side of that, when that's happening, everyone's like, oh, someone needs to come and bail, bail them out. Yeah. But you, but but you're saying the complete opposite though of a team that is investing in their players, investing in the club and pumping money out and bailing them out effectively because yeah. they're giving them opportunity outside of rugby and inflated wages in a different slight of way or whatever. Yeah, I know we're going over old ground here, no. but no one's saying anything about the was owner just leaving everyone out to yeah. try, not just the yeah, players, yeah. like the staff and everyone, and then. The salary cap gets reduced, and it's like, well, hang on, you're trying to house 45 players from Wasps, 45 players from Worcester, and now 45 players from London Irish that can't be fitted into a cap anywhere. Yeah. So you're now losing not only them, the academy players that are coming through. It's a, a steep decline yeah. of just disaster nice. from a rugby point of view. But on the flip side, they're chastising what happened at Sarasota. Sarasota. Yeah. I can't get my head right. I genuinely no, no, can't. I, I, this is me. I'm removed now. Yeah, yeah. From I've, Saracens. Said, I've said the same thing even before this happened about the, the, we don't need to go over it too much, but like the whole Saracens thing. I'm like, don't get me wrong, I've played under some great owners and like some people that, you know, have been there and, you know, Peter Tom being one at, at Leicester, like I think he's top bloke and he's always, he's always been there um, for me, even when I wasn't at the club. Um, but like what I would do for an owner like that to like look after you like you you give what you give on the pitch and to know that someone is there like looking out of you did they cheat and all that like of course they weren't in the rules but it's suddenly now if anything the rugby like rugby now needs families and owners like the rays coming in mm. and and fucking letting the game fly and because the product is so good another example look at what Ryan Reynolds and that have done with Wrexham money Money, mate. Profile. Money. Like, I, and I get everything around Wrexham and the history there and stuff like that. But they've gone in there and they've bought a non-league club because they can spend money. And mm. I know there's financial fair play in football as well and all that sort of stuff. But like, look at what they've done. And that could be very uh, easily done in rugby. And like, imagine, you know, imagine you are a Worcester still being about or a, or a Newcastle and suddenly, boom, in comes this backer. And you get a team like Toulon had a few years ago when it was the Wilkinson, Gitto, Nonu, Habana, Mitchell. That fucking hell, people will pay to go and watch that. And look it what just, it does to the town or the city. Yeah, it builds so much excitement, mate. Of course, and it's not as e like it's not necessarily as easy as that. I know there's ins and outs, but but it, it, get money in the game. There you go. Mate. But you said it's money, and people hate when you say that on the the glory side of it. But on the flip side of it, when they're on the demise. It's like, we need someone to come in. We need bailed out. Yeah. Like, we need bailed out. Like, this needs to happen. There's jobs on the line. So, mate, I, I, now it doesn't affect me. I'm I'm out of it now. And as I say, like, thankfully, I'm not a squad player at yeah, the minute. Yeah. Like you said, that 23, 24-year-old bracket where <laughs> you've got a decision to make. It's yeah. like, well, do I go down the route of earning 30 grand a year in an extremely tough sport to make ends meet anyway yeah. where you're putting your body on the line? Or do I go and get a job? Like I just I don't know how it's going to evolve. So it goes back to the initial thing. There needs to be a strategy put in place. Yeah. And you know the good thing in all this, like the World Cup in France is going to be immense. And you yeah. talk about markets that are thriving. 
Yeah. France. Mate, yeah. The international game as well, mate, is so it's so good. So it that comes so I, that comes on to the point. So when I'm chatting to people about it and they're like, oh rugby's fucked, like this and that, I'm like, no. The World Cup will be the biggest World Cup ever. Yeah. The Lions Tour, I know it was behind closed doors, but the British and Irish Lions Tours are huge from a commercial point of view. The Six Nations, albeit yeah. I need to freshen up the fans at Twickenham. But the Six <laughs> yeah. Nations, yeah. like these kind of headline tournaments are massive. Yeah. So I think this is how I see it potentially unfolding. I think you double down on these bigger events, the World Cup's going to be mega, yeah. mega, especially with the teams that can potentially win it and the fact that it's in France. Crazy country, all smoke, but yeah. look cool as shit. Yeah, it'd be class, mate. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. But I think that I think club rugby now shrinks. I think yeah. it maybe needs to be staggered where you cap players, I don't know, 100 grand a year within your squad. This is my strategy, yeah, like yeah, as in yeah. on, a, on a fag packet. Yeah. 100 grand a year. Yeah. I don't know what will happen with the Champions Cup. Is that even need? I love the Champions Cup, Fred. Yeah. I love it. I won it twice. Yeah. I, I I played in it loads. I yeah, love yeah, the Champions Cup, but how but even that, sustainable even that, is it? Even that is, is, and I get they throw the COVID thing and all that, but even that has lost its pull. It, like, I remember Champions Cup or the Heineken Cup, what it used to be. You had to go balls to the wall, round one mm. to the end. Now you're getting teams get out of the group stages having one win. You know, the back-to-backs at Christmas, they used to be classmates. Yeah. Like, they were great occasions. You know, you could swing a group, like, in those two games. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was always just, like, it was proper go to it. Now, well, once it gets to the quarters, yes. Yeah, not a lot of people probably couldn't give a fuck up to them. Man. But also, how are the English team? I know Exeter with the anomaly, really, yeah. played La Rochelle, but it's... There's no question marks in the Champions Cup, though, is there? On in terms of how much teams are getting yeah. paid, or as in they're paying what their salary caps are. But it's obvious. You look at Toulouse, you look at La Rochelle, you look at Leinster, yeah, just to name three who made it into the the last rounds. Extra worthy anomaly, but no one like they're three times the amount, yeah, four times the amount of what other teams are investing. So if there's no question marks in the Champions Cup, yet we're questioning the premiership there's no question marks in the urc no exactly yeah and they let those boys just you know no one's complaining about you know when la rochelle win it and all that sort of stuff no one's saying oh they spend x amount exactly no one no one even back they just just go what a team what a team what a performance what a team team." coach i go oh yeah but i almost think that like obviously coming back from new zealand like all the boys at the highlanders or any club that aren't international have now gone back to their whether it's Otago, Southland, these sorts of places that. to play. And I don't know whether, with the state of the game, and again, this is on the back of my blooming fag packet, Jim, whether there could be almost like a global game for four months of the season. Mm. And then you have four months or five months club. So what you do is you have, you know, the, the Premiership still go on, you know, so your, your Bath, your Gloucesters, your Leicesters, all that sort of stuff, play each other. And then at the end of that, there's almost like a franchise, so like a Southwest or, you know, a Southwest, a Midlands and a London franchise. And then they go and take on, maybe it, maybe it is the Crusaders or obviously geographically how that works. But even if it's in France, even if you start doing that in France and suddenly you have, you still give people that club game for the six months of the year, five months of the year. And then suddenly there's this, boom, this like powerhouse of like, right, 100%. this is the best of the best in the club game playing. 
Uh, how the international stuff works around that obviously is a bit more difficult, but that can happen during the club games and stuff. I just there's got to be ways in which it yeah, can. Yeah, I agree. It can be fixed, mate. And there's such a such a good product and so much talent out there that now, you know, even this even this thing, oh, pissing me off, Jim. The being in the country to play for the country, mm. like I get, I, I get why it's in place and stuff. But mate, fucking hell, like South Africa won a World Cup from letting their boys go and play wherever they want in the world. Just let, like, make the game global, man. I can't get my head around it, as in how you can tell, play, lose three clubs, not invest any money, not have any strategy, and then say to the players, oh, by the way, if you sign a contract yeah. out of the country, you can't play for England. Like, right, just, come on. It's ridiculous, mate. I'll say it, Cowboys. Yeah, it is, mate. It's like, and the it's, players need to speak. Yeah. So the players need to speak up. But the problem and... is, mate, is the players get, like, the players are in a hard position, similar to when, like, COVID kicked off, mate. Like, you know, like now, the game is the most physical it's probably ever been. And you're asking boys to play at that risk for 30 grand a year, mate. Mm. It ain't worth it, Jim. Of course. Like, I'll be honest with you, like, and I'm, I've always been lucky being a fly half to fall into a pay bracket that's top, top end in that sense, in terms of positions in the, on the pitch. But, like, Mate, there comes a time where it ain't worth getting out of bed for, mate, and and playing rugby. The stuff that those boys put, you know, I've played with guys like, you know, Nathan Cat when I was with him at Bath, nerve damage in his arm, mate. Boys are cutting up his dinner, like having to cut his lunch up for him and feed it to him. Do you know what I mean? All the injuries that are there, you've got to still, there's still got to be a decent enough carrot at the end of it for these boys to even chance it. Or even know. And yeah. that goes back, as in, even know, like, what is it, what's happening? What is the opportunity? Yeah. Like, where is the growth? No, exactly, yeah. Because ultimately the soldiers are there. Like, they're, yeah, yeah. they're in the trenches. Yeah. Like, they really are with their bodies and, and someone needs to speak. Yeah. God, how did this get so negative? I know, mate. Come on, fucking hell. You've come well, down. Anyway, come on. What, you've come across to about? London. Yeah. How are you? How's life? Mate, life's, life's good. Um, settling back in, back in Bath at the minute with, I'm in my, it's a confusing thing. I moved the parents into my house, so I'm in, the, I'm in a cabin in the back garden, mate, of their old house. Once that gets sold in a few weeks, I'll be down. I put a bed in the gym at my house, in that little outhouse, you know, where I chased you in the budgies. Yeah, I did enjoy that. Um, so I put a bed down there, mate, so that'll be me for for a month or two till I go to, to Japan in October. <sighs> it's not all glory, is it? Mate, it's not, but you know what? Mate, my parents are class. I like, To be honest with you, I, you know, I went fishing with the old, my old man took me fishing the other day, fly fishing. I get out, he's got all the gear, mate. Like That's one thing in New Zealand, mate. All the boys love their hunting. Oh. Like Ethan the Groot showed me a video he was like, oh, you'll have to come out pig hunting or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. He goes, here you are. Showed me a video. Mate, I ain't going pig hunting. The dogs go after them and they're squealing and squealing. They're aggressive and, then, and they're and noisy and the, stinky and hairy. Then obviously they don't shoot it. They put the knife through the heart. And it's just like, it's what they brought up with, mate. Mm. And I like, fair play. No chance. That The, the squealing that pig made. Well, but then to be fair, he takes it. He made he makes about 300 sausages out of it. So he eats it. Yeah, he eats it. Yeah, he eats it. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't don't know, stop mate, chucking it well, away. Yeah. Hunt, hunting's the again. You can't talk about hunting. Uh, yeah, most it's their culture. A mate. lot of people eat meat. Well, I see Rennie Ranger doing it. I've seen Dalton Papali. He he yeah. he. He does a bit. And also, mate, it's fuck all to do down in New Zealand, mate. Down in <sighs> South Island, bar hunt. I love right. New Zealand. How was it, mate? It was cool, mate. It was really cool from a rugby point of view. To like to sit here now and say that I played Super Rugby, especially for like a team like the Highlanders was class and then you look back on like it was tough at times mate like I got injured and you know you've got to remember when you're down there you're not on holiday you're, you're there for to perform and to play well 
So there was times where it was a bit tough, like results didn't go your way and, you know, there's not a great deal to do in Dunedin. But then I had a weekend in Queenstown, mate. Um, so good though, Met right? a guy at dinner, gave me, his, gave me his number and he took um, me and the then girlfriend on a... Uh, he said, I will chuck you up in a helicopter. He goes, oh, here's my card. I looked at his card and it said Mark Quickfall. And I thought, that's a joke, mate. That's not a good omen for a helicopter ride, <laughs> is it? Quickfall. Anyway, he called him up the next day and he said, yeah, I'll take you out. I thought we'd go up for 10 minutes, mate. It took us 45 minutes to Mil Milford Sound. Yeah, Milford Sound, yeah. Mate, went th through there in a helicopter, landed on the beach, mate. Honestly, stunning. Stayed there for like half an hour. Then he took us up another 30 minutes and landed on a glacier at the top, looking down over Queenstown, chilled there. Then dropped, like we were out for like three and a half hours, mate. It was, it was awesome. So did that, did a bit of wine tasting and stuff, which to be fair, I'd never do a wine tasting trip again, mate. I'll just pick a vineyard and go, like, they give you, like, the smallest amount of wine. Mm. No, yeah, I'll have the glass, please. Like, give, fill it up. They give you a little bit. You meant to spit it out. I didn't spit it out. <laughs> I can't spit out. Jim Jones spits it out. No, that's, that's the culture. Mate, Small no. tasting. I'll, I'll spit it notes. out if you give me more. Do you know what I mean? Let me spit the first bit out, and then I'll take the rest. That's but, why um, they only give you small bits. Yeah, uh, but it was... And how about this fight, Jim? So, just a really random story, but... So, I'm in this vineyard in... Queenstown or just outside Queenstown and next I get a tap on the shoulder and it's James Wilson the old Bath Northampton back yes it was his wife who is also from Bath who I've not seen for like seven eight years and suddenly you're like you're in you're in Queenstown in New Zealand and you're suddenly catching up with, and it was just and it bonkers mate how small the world is oh, sometimes crazy. yeah it was amazing but I did some did some things mate so yeah. saw Morgan Wallen in concert Okay. Yeah, I'm a country music fan, and I he's yeah. like my he's like my all time mate. So I went there, partied. You need to send me some stuff of him. I will, mate. Like yeah. Normally we do a bit of sharing, don't we? On yeah, yeah. On I'll, mate, I'll do music. it. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you some stuff, mate. Yeah, but New Zealand's one of them unearthed treasures. I know many people have been, but if you haven't, yeah, it's an uh, what I'd say. Well, I've just come back from Colorado, which was amazing. But yeah. I'd say that New Zealand's up there. Like I love. The outdoors, especially Queenstown, but like yeah. further afield from that, like Ravo, Sam Raven, the slug lived in Nelson, which was yeah. South Island. I lived in Christchurch for a year or so. I've not done much North Island. Yeah, no, I was all South Island as well. Yeah, mate. yeah, it's, it's class. Did the old, uh, did the cage diving with Great Whites, and I did uh, you off, off the off the coast of Bluff, mate. Did you see any, mate? Four of them. Really? Yeah, mate. Honestly, nuts. And I, I get out, and the guy's like. I'm not going to do the accent, but he's like, yeah, they're just little ones. Little ones. I said, mate, I've never seen a four and a half metre fish in my life. It was massive. Was it? So much bigger just, than you thought. Oh, mate, huge. But just the way they move, mate. And then obviously they put the tuna head in and stuff like that. And it, mate, it, there's one sort of, he sort of went at it. And just the power, mate. Oh, it was so, it was, it was cool. New Zealand's crazy, eh? Mate, New Zealand is nuts. Yeah. It is, it is nuts, but it was, um. No, mate, it was real good. And obviously in Dunedin, it's a student town. So, you know, you got the Octagon. Um, Vault 21 was the bar, mate. Shout out to Dre, the, the owner of Vault 21, mate. He looks after the boys. Dre. Very, yeah, Andre, he looks after the boys very well, mate. So yeah, had some good nights out, mate. And then just basically just met a load of legends, mate. Got got some really good friends there now. Uh, Jimmy Lenchy's the back rower. Aaron Smith was, was classes. Took us in, to, cooked us uh, dinner a couple of nights, mate, or got a takeaway and... Went up there and had a bit of food and stuff. So, Ethan the group, mate, you'd love him, Jim. Yeah. Mate, Squeeze, I called him. Mate, he's a top boy. If it's, it's so cool to hear you give a little bit of context around 
these New Zealand players, right? Because there is this mystique, and I was had a, a chat about the World Cup and access and the fact that the All Blacks are on lockdown, like they don't do anything in the media. Like I've had brief interactions with Jimmy Cowan, Alice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> he might be he might be an anomaly. Yeah. Um Rennie Ranger loose yeah. as well. But apart from that, there's not like I can't think throughout my career or even personal life where I've had huge I played down in New Zealand, but I'm on about like the, the high profile players, like a chat loosely a bit to Sonny Bill or DC on social media. Thank yeah. God, DC. DC. Sounds like a right in our bed. DC. But there's like they're so closed off, yeah. aren't they? But you, I mean, you've done the rounds, like you've travelled around the world playing rugby. But the fact that you've got in on the inside, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I think I think the thing as well is is like there's no, especially in the South Island, there's no pub culture gym, so everyone sits in their house and drinks, which I don't think necessarily. Help, do you know what I mean? So you you never you never really see the lads get loose on the. Do you know what I mean? Like in England, you know, you say I don't know, you go. You go out in Bath on a Saturday night after a home game. You've got a pretty good chance of bumping into some of the boys out sending it. Um, but these boys just sit at home, mate, and just drink. But, yeah, the end of season social was was good. Just sat with with Ethan and Jimmy, mate, and just sort of drank away. But these boys, yeah, they're, they're, they're dry. There's a certain, they, there is a certain personality to them. But they're dry, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. They're dry. Um, but, yeah, they, um, they they enjoy a drink, mate. And, I, you know, I, that's one thing I feel... The best thing to come out of New Zealand was to to now have these sort of mates mm. around the world. Like you're similar to me, Jim. You've played at a few clubs and that, and everyone wants to be a one club man, and everyone wants to like you know rack up 300 games for one club. And I think that's great and commendable. But some people, I get it on social media a bit. Some people like to call me like a journeyman and almost take almost as a bit of a bit of a dig or almost like they're trying to. Talk. Whereas I couldn't I couldn't be proud of being a journeyman, mate. I've met so many good blokes you know Dave Dillon mate the um, defence coach of the Highlanders absolute legend Ricky Flutie have you ever come across Ricky Flutie yeah I have yeah mate he is he's a funny fucker mate <laughs> he's crazy I saw a video the other day of him he's coaching Japanese the, the Japanese team doing a bit of skill stuff they're all having their <laughs> at their dinner at the hotel and he's got the karaoke on the big screen mate and he's just singing the, but he's got unbelievable voice but he's just like mate I've never met a bloke like that and then even like Ben Smith, mate, was doing some coaching at the Highlanders, some back free stuff. You can just sit down and have a little chat with him. That bloke was unbelievable. And you suddenly have got these relationships with these people that you watched on TV or sort of vaguely come across. And yeah, now like, you know, I can wake up on a Saturday morning at the minute and watch the rugby championship. And, you know, you, you've got a personal relationship with, you know, a handful of the players, which I, which I love. It's everything. Yeah. I, I, I know and commendable being one club men, yeah. And the loyalty again, that that's great as well. But being a journeyman, and what when I'm watching it, and I knew you were going, I was like, "Fucking good on him." Yeah, I get uh, because again, after you don't know what's going to come after rugby, no. and the fact that all these connections on every corner of the world that has a rugby heartbeat, like you've been there, you've met them, and that's yeah. what it's about, right? It's about experiences. Like talk about winning things, and it'd be great to win a World Cup or. Yeah, yeah to win a Champions Cup or a load of premierships or be the highest point scorer or this or that. But when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And then it's the memories and then it's the people and the connections. Like I'm watching it from afar and I'm like, fucking that a boy. Yeah. Well, Jim, like it's like, um, this sort of sums it up. So we, obviously the season finished and I was like, right, I'm going to stop in Fiji on the way home. Obviously not, you know, I'm over that side of the world. So I'm like, right. So go to Fiji, 
go out for dinner and then I'm like to the missus, like, I oh, will go to this bar for a drink. Get in the bar, I sit down, have a drink. I look at the table across me, it's Glenn Jackson. Now, obviously, I played against Glenn years ago, mate, when he was coming towards the end and then obviously he went into refereeing. Um, suddenly he was like, um, I've got two two spare seats at the Fijian Drewer Awards dinner tomorrow night. I can't remember what the hotel was, the hotel next to ours. He goes, mate, you fancy it? I was like, Fuck, yeah, I'll come. So next night, mate, the next night I've gone out, I've bought a flowery shirt, mate, they're all like that, right? Proper brought in. Like, I'm sat at this table at the Fiji Drewer Awards dinner, like meeting all those boys, having sort of a dance, getting on the piss with them. End up meeting meeting this guy and um, he owns one of the floating bars out at sea, like 20 miles out at sea, Jim. Like, honestly, called Seventh Heaven. Unbelievable, mate. It's called Seventh Heaven. It's called Seventh Heaven, Jim, right? And it's got like... them in Hong Kong. Mate, yeah, that's a different kind of Seventh (laughs) Heaven, mate, that one. (laughs) But like, he was like, oh, um, he goes, I'm here till Friday, but I'm free tomorrow. Like, meet me at the um, the port and we'll take you out. So me and the missus, Glenn Jackson, his missus, um, hopped on the boat, took us out, mate. We had a day on him at this floating bar, mate, in paradise. Big, like, diving board off. And you just sort of like... But you just realise none of that happens without playing at sort of different clubs and different... And, like, meeting people. Like, if I never met Glenn Jackson or played against him years ago and sort of had a beer in the shed to him afterwards, you know, you wouldn't have had that interaction. Do you know what I mean? You then meet a few of the Fiji boys and stuff like that and all that kind of stuff goes into it. So by putting yourself out there and, and challenging yourself and going to different environments and different teams, you make friends that pays back twice as much because you get you then start having these experiences which Fiji would have been great mate but it would have been nothing without that awards night was brilliant that day then the next day was 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 class do you know what I mean like you just end up getting so much back from just putting yourself out there and sort of going out of your comfort zone and playing around the world mate I'm so grateful that I've had those those opportunities it's that common ground of rugby and you can never underestimate that any level like highest level grassroots like I was been in Aspen. Aspen. Yeah, mate. Crazy place. Narnia. Great, crazy place. Amazing. So I'm thinking America, Wild West, cowboy hats. And it was all that. They had two rugby pitches yeah. in town. Two rugby pitches in the center of Aspen. Crazy. And as I was driving in, there was a rugby pitch. And then you go around and the guy showed me around. Big shout out to Chip. Policeman. Knows everyone. All yeah. the celebrities when they come to town. Big rugby man. And all of a sudden, straight away, you've got that connection. Yeah. I know you didn't play for USA or could have done, could have done Chip, or Scotland or World Cups, back to my point, Champions Cups or whatever, but you have that common ground of rugby. And that is the power of our sport that can never be underestimated. If you've stepped onto a rugby field, you have that brotherhood, right? There, yeah. There's that kind of common thing, the theme, that, oh, you're a rugby player. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. you just have that nod, don't you? And, and you can never underestimate that, especially when you're in somewhere like Fiji, where yeah. it's like you are with the best rugby players on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Like whether or not they've gone on to, you know, whether they get poached by the All Blacks or go on to make millions like Semi Ranrandra yeah. in the Prem and in France or whatever he's doing. But you're in the company of the greatest yeah, yeah. rugby right. players, you know? So the fact that you're there and you're buying in, because they're big into that as well, aren't they? Like buying into the yeah. culture. Did you 
drink out of the bowl? Did you yeah, have some yeah. of the carver? Yeah, the old boys. You do like two claps or something, don't you? And then take so. it in. But like, again, mate, even with that sort of stuff, yeah, I know, but I'm just glad that when retirement does come, because it's not too far away, that you know, you've got those connections of people that you can almost lean on and just chat to and, you know, care about, which is the main thing. So, yeah, I loved it, mate. It was so good in those places, catching up with people. And, yeah, the experience was doubled by the fact of the friends that I made. You say that I'm living the dream. Fred, you're living the dream, mate. No, no, I am. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully, that's why. And I'm... it's hard to realise that sometimes in the moment, like it really yeah. is. But, I, again, back to the people, whoever the people are, on saying whatever about being a journeyman, fucking no, yeah, yeah. come and live yeah. this life. Yeah. You know, living the dream. It's uh, it's something that I intend to milk for as long as I can, Jim. And obviously with going to Japan and stuff as well, to have those connections like James Gaskell's at the team that I'm at. I played, oh, really? Yeah, I played with Jammer England under 18, so it's going to be quite cool to like play back with him considering we when we were in England 18s, so obviously you had no idea you were going to make it. You knew you were a decent player at that age, but... <clears throat> lost all, all lost all respect for him i have why i saw him walking around leamington with the smallest dog oh. i've ever seen i was like is that james gask oh, is that a cat <laughs> or a rat i was like this can't be mate i'll get into him about that but has yeah. he still got it or not surely he's got rid of that now you can't be no, walking around with a dog that's smaller than the gerbil he'd be all right mate in japan they take their cats for a walk on a lead mate honestly it's nuts i went to the supermarket once there's a woman just walking a cat on a lead Genuine? Gen mate, genuine. Hey, they're a big old culture. I had this conversation yeah. with my family before where I said that the Chinese culture is weird. And they were like, well, they might think you're weird. Like, they are the masses. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> Honking and flobbing on the floor, in my opinion, is a weird thing yeah, to yeah, do. It's yeah. actually quite a disgusting thing to do. But Japan, I, I, I've never been to Japan. Not, mate, not that it's like, oh, big surprise, Jim's never no. been to Japan. It's a thing. But for me, it's a go, thing. Mate. Come out and see me, mate. Come out and see me. <sighs> get out and spend a week with Shockey. Yeah, I'm, I'm very particular on what I eat and drink now. Like, very. What do you just, mean? As in, in the health way? Or? Uh, as in the health way, yeah. Mate, you, everything's raw there, mate. You'll be sweet. Well, that's what you, you say that. Yeah. Mate, raw. honestly, you're, you're, the, the only thing that really annoys me in Japan is it's polite to slurp. Yes. That, sorry, and, and that's the ch Chinese thing. It's an Asian oh, thing. Oh, Jesus, like that. Literally. Oh, Jim, don't. Mate, honestly, I'm one of them. I'm one of them, mate. I'm like... I can't stand it, but um, yeah, I'll buy in. But yeah, no, mate, you've got to come out. Honestly. I, I will do, yeah. We've got the World Cup. and when, So when are you going? October, but I'm there for, I've got two years there, mate, so yeah. You get to, get to go back because you were there, it was during COVID, because we did the Freddie Stan, yeah. Bundy's in Japan. Yeah. Did we do that remote, was that during COVID? Yeah, it was during COVID, mate. So it's going to be a completely different experience this time around, mate. Um because things are actually open and stuff like that. So, mate, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And also, like, to be 33 and to be offered a two-year deal out there. You must have made a good impression. Yeah, hopefully. It's always one of those things, Jim. I think I love having a laugh and, you know, fucking having a beer and whatever. But there is also that when that competitive edge comes, you still have to, like, sort of flick the switch a little bit. And I think I'd like to think of my career, I've genuinely got the balance pretty well. But yeah, like I, Matt, I, I went all right out there the first time, kept in touch with Tokano San, who's the, the head coach. And actually, they offered me a contract back in October for this October, like a two year deal. Worcester had just gone, and uh, I spoke to Steve, and I was, like, Steve was keen to keep me for, for another year. But there was two things like, there was a one year deal to stay at Leicester. 
on a pretty significant pay cut. Still, still, you know, good money. It was a perfectly good deal, perfectly justifiable deal. They didn't try and lowball me or whatever, but the climate, the market and my age and stuff like that. And then I got the text from Japan just being like, would you be interested in coming back? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Like, I'd love to consider it. And they went pretty much the same deal that I was on last time for two years. And I was like, I spoke to Steve and just said, look, to have that security at 33 for two years is... And also, there was also whispers that he was off to England and all those sort of things. So I was just like, look, it's too good. And he was fully understanding. And so, yeah, I signed it back in October and then the Highlanders thing come up a bit later, um, which Leicester, again, were unbelievable at, um, like, letting me go and stuff. But, yeah, to have that deal, mate, to go out there. And also, the good thing there is the second division, mate, but I can actually help, without trying, trying to sound too much up my own ass is I, I can help the Japanese boys like I'm learning Japanese at the minute mate my goal I'm going to put this out there so people can hold me accountable but my goal is by the end of the two years to do a team talk in Japanese oh that a boy that literally but like I've been trying to learn some hit me with something tell me I'm looking regal today no no mate Jim I've just started mate I can say <laughs> yeah, go, but you were, you were no, there no, before say, hang on no because people listen to this and some, someone no, will listen come on put you on the spot so I'll go like Hajime Mashde which is Nice to meet you. Okay. Watashi wa Freddy Des. Watashi. Watashi wa Freddy Des. Watashi wa. So that is I am Freddy. Okay. But mate, I'll tell you what the hardest thing is, Jim, is you basically have to change the words and then speak like Yoda. So the verb comes at the end. So for instance, like, um, so say rice is gohan, mm. right? But you wouldn't say, uh, if, if, if there was a bowl of rice, I wouldn't go, there's rice. You'd go, rice there is. So rather than go, so des is like, kind of like is, but you wouldn't go des, des gohan. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't go, it's rice. You'd go gohan des. Rice there. Rice I, Why do I go into Borat? Yeah, yeah. Every time I but, think of foreign language, I go into this. You but, say, have the rice is there. But also, Jim, as well, genuinely, um, I, well, I don't know whether someone was pulling my leg, but I was told last time I was out there that you actually should make an effort to like put the accent on it. So rather than me going arigato, do you know what I mean? Then. Arigato. <laughs> 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 no, but like, so I'm 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 learning I'm learning bits and bobs, mate. But I think also when I get out there, I'll get a I'll get a Japanese teacher. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So where were you? Colorado. Aspen. Yeah, so Colorado, um, so capital is Denver. Oh, okay, yeah, right, Do you yeah. say capital? Fucking yeah, like I, right. yeah, no, yeah, I know what you mean. So um, Denver, and then it's a four-hour drive 
to Aspen through the Rockies. Amazing. Yeah, that's unreal. Went to rodeos with the kids and stuff like that. Like everything you could imagine and kind of hope for. How was the rodeos? It was sensational. So is that, the rodeos, is that like, are they bull riding and horse riding and stuff like that? Or is it just yeah, horses both. riding? Yeah, and they've got, <laughs> you talk about loose, right? So they've got all ages. So they do, like the horses, like you said, so they do the rodeos and the horses do those kind of shows or whatever. But the horses are chasing the bulls, like when the right. bulls are out there and that's part of the the thing that they're, they're doing. Part of the show is what they're doing. So the yeah. bulls go and then they've got like, They'll have the women, they'll have the men, they'll have like the youngsters, and they've got a like lasso, if they call it. Yeah, they've yeah, got to yeah, catch yeah. the ball, like one over the head, like one underneath. And then they have these kind of stop gaps in between. And they had these kids riding sheep <laughs> at about three years old, helmets on, full body suits. Oh, okay. And Freya, my daughter's crying her eyes out because she wants to get on there. I'm like, this is fucking so dangerous. <laughs> I was like, these kids are going on these sheep. I don't know how fast Boy. they're running, but they're running fast and they're getting blitzed off. And that's the precursor to riding the balls. And then they did the ball riding. The music, they had the anthems in the lead Mate, up. The entertainment factor of any sport or like rodeos and stuff like that is like second to none. Mate. Through the roof. Like I remember it's like a Sunday, it's like a grey Sunday. We're watching um, Tennessee Titans, Houston Texans play. We'll get there. Next thing you know, the the anthems start. They do the flyover, mate, with the with the Jets the fireworks, all that. And this is just like a Sunday game, mate. Mm -hmm. Like, you just think like, and I don't know, I know it's a bit different over here with the people and stuff like that, but mate, like it gets you like, gets the blood going, gets you like proper into it. It was awesome. So like, I just think, yeah. Rugby, I, I rugby didn't take stuff. Oh, rugby. Yeah. Well, here we Gosh, go again, Jim. Let's not go back. Like, well, but that's the industry we're yeah. in, but I'm the same. I was there and it was even like the tannoid, the guy that was commentating on the whole thing it was clear as day. You could hear him. Yeah. And so in the stadium, you've you, you got no idea what they're saying. Yeah. I don't know whether, well, I do know. I do know the weather. So yeah. when we were there, the sun was out, blue skies. We were there like for the rodeo when the sun was high and the sun was setting. Like the music, like cold beer, yeah. the fires, you know, the open truck. Like, And it was an authentic experience. It wasn't like, oh, we, we need to put something on because Jim Hamilton's in town. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they do it every, they do it twice a week. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think in America they just do it right from every from all the experiences that I had there. Well, like, the, mate, the ice hockey is because obviously they play. Is it three twenty minutes? I think it is. I'm not too sure. I think it's three twenty minutes. But because they have to redo the ice after every twenty minutes, as in relay it, there's like it's like twenty minutes on, twenty minutes off, sort of thing. The entertainment during like they're bringing out war veterans and and do you know what I mean? And they're singing songs. One time they threw like a fish on the ice. <laughs> It's like a dead fish. Just... You can't do that in Scotland. You've got to put it back. Well, it, or well, in the UK, you've got yeah, to put well, it back. But like, do you know what I mean? All this sort of stuff. But like, you, you turn around and go, ah, oh, 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off. Oh, it's boring. Mate, it goes like that. Three mm. hours or whatever. The same with the um, NFL. It was like, it was a bit grey, but it was warm. But because of all the entertainment, the way that the social element of it, it went in like no time at all. Like you watch the, the Formula One, the stuff at the States and that is just next level, isn't it? Well, I'm going to the Vegas one. No, you're not. Yeah, November 18th, you I'm going got, to you, Vegas. Have you been sorted out with that? Or you, I think I have, yeah. I think I know. I'm living the dream. Yeah, I'm going Jim, with Beck. I'm going with the missus. That, Never been to Vegas. When is that? No, no. Yeah, you can come. It's no, no, I can't. I'll, I'll be in Japan, mate. I'm still... well, that's probably not a bad thing. If me and you went, it could get a bit... Like, I'm purposely taking we the missus. We will come back, mate. That's why I'm taking back to bring <laughs> me back. back. Mate, that'll be... That'll be epic. Yeah, it'll be, they're still built. Like I saw something online that they've they've not even built the, the track. Yeah. 
or whatever's happening, but it's America. They'll do it. Mate, right, they'll they'll they? do it. Mate, well, when I was in, when we played in Melbourne, it was like a month, three weeks before the Melbourne Formula One, and they just started putting up stuff then. So like, mate, face, mate, the Americans will do it, and that'll be, you know, as well, they ain't they ain't holding back on. Do you know what I mean? They're not cutting any corners. Mm. It's gonna be. Hey. But that's one thing I will say, right? Quickly, just about rugby is, we say about growing the game. I think Formula One. The access that people have to both, obviously, I know it's different, like being on the grid. I'm not saying that you let you let them in, you let celebrities in the Welford Road changing rooms three minutes before kickoff. When oh, we're talking are. about for the World Cup. I'll come on to that. Sorry, go on. But like, um, but just that access to like, like the but the way the drivers allow, like the drivers are accessible themselves. They're engaged. That they yeah. get it. In rugby, there's too much from, a, and I, I sit easy to sit here and always say, ah, oh, you know, the RFU the owners, this. But players need to do more to be more... They need to be more open and have more, like, personality in that sense. It's coming, though. Have you seen the under-20s World Cup? No, I didn't watch much. It was on ITVX or something. Yeah, so... Well, they were live-streaming it. And obviously, with my job now, I'm across it. I'm telling you now, it's coming around the corner. Is it? It's good, mate. Like, they're they're all receptive. Like, cameras in the changing room. You saw the Italian the black captain like fucking like beating his chest yeah. went viral like it went like his, his pre-match in Italian all yeah, in yeah. subtitles and like warrior and then and they, you can see the plane up to the camera yeah and rightly so because this next generation coming through and everyone keeps saying grow the game we've said it like how yeah, do you yeah. grow the game like unapologetic about it like we've got to we, we've got to do something drastically and it's about making stars out of players yeah it is yeah. like you look at like you mentioned Formula One, they wear helmets for, for God's sake. I know it's littered with billionaires. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a billionaire playground. But I think the under 20s, like watching how receptive they were, like the Chesham, the young yeah, yeah. Chesham lad. Mate, he's a, he's a boy, mate. But him, he's in the tunnel before. Like he's making this out. I know they got beat by South Africa, but he's making them wait. But the whole hysteria, like it was getting millions of views. Like yeah. we, we've got a great team at Rugby Pass and World Rugby, like young lads who understand and women. A couple of girls in the team as well that are doing great job and stuff like that but building the hysteria yeah of of that like formula one a little bit was it silverstone i think i've been away for a couple of weeks I don't, yeah it was silverstone like they were all in the paddock and martin brundle with some of the models and that was yeah, like yeah 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 cara delavine got cara delavine and then she, she got was, absolutely she was told. but yeah. they have the rule if you're on the grid you have to talk yeah i know like, that's to, the no, rule bit, no yeah. i don't want to speak i but, just but on on chess mate so he went through a stage where you go on facebook marketplace and he found some woman and said him one of those full face snorkels. And he was like, oh, is the snorkel still available? She's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, could you, uh, what, what sort of size does it fit? She's like, oh, this sort of size. He goes, oh, do you mind sending me a picture? And he's just got this woman to send him a picture. <laughs> oh, mate. Honestly, he's so, mate, he is. But he's funny. But here's the thing, right, is, um, and like players are, have got to do this as well. But it's like, you've got to like, celebrate the individuals. So, for instance, like um, take like a Daniel Ricciardo in Formula One, just like big personality. That's him. Like rocks up to the Texas Grand Prix on horseback, you know, cowboy out, all that sort of stuff. But like, it's like you need that in rugby. You need to celebrate the individual. So, like NFL, probably the best team sport in ter- well, bar football, but up there with like. No, they are. I, like, in most what I saw something come out recently, as in fivefold. In yeah. terms of viewership on right. the NFL than any other sport, then it was NBA. And but you know football. what? But they're not told 
they don't have to rock up to a game in all the same kit. Mm. Like in rugby, it's like you're training the same kit, you'll rock up all in, all in your, you've got to wear your black tracksuits, black polo top, that's what you're wearing, all the same. Mate, let boys rock up. And look cool as but, shit. But rock up in whatever get up they want. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and I saw, I remember watching that Hard Knock series or whatever it was, one of them. There's one team where every uh, Thursday before the game or whatever it was, whenever it was, they had like, a, there was four of them had a competition of throwing the ball into a bin. And basically the loser, the other three, decided what he had to wear to the game. And like in rugby, it's like, it's almost like going, oh, fuck me, if uh, if if Freddie Burns rocks up in a in a pink top and trousers or whatever because it's the Barbie movies coming out, oh, he's, he won't be prepared to play. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's almost that, like they almost come, but just like let... Like you see a bit with Joe Marler, doesn't he? He rocks yeah, up he in like a, it, Yeah, he gets it though. He understands. Yeah. And he and he's also because <laughs> of his personality and that, he's also like he kind of gets away with it uh, a lot of the time. But like we need to be more open to that sort of stuff, mate. Like celebrate individuals. Hundred percent. Like NFL, you'll get people will religiously follow their team, but they'll always be like a fan of an Odell Beckham, or they'll always support an individual as well. Do you know what I mean? Whereas oh, in, in, in rugby, it's like. You're not allowed to. Well, on, just... well, on the NBA, like NBA, for example, where and I know this because my lad is always looking at it. So, one of the most engaging or the engaged platforms either is the shoulder content they call it. So, the content that lives around, not the the on the pitch or on the court. Yeah, and it's a lot of it is around what they're wearing. Yeah. So, what what they turn up to in the game. Oh, and then you've got people commentating and doing content specifically. Yeah, on that, you know, because. Yeah, yeah. The world now, you think about what life is about now. So what are the leading things? So yes, sport is what's happening on the pitch, but fashion, lifestyle, music, food. Yep. Like these are the things that interest everyone. Yeah, you know, yeah. Rugby doesn't interest everyone. NFL, like, as in watching the game, doesn't interest everyone. But you're talking about these superstar athletes who've got a bit of money, unapologetically, yep. fucking good on them, wearing really cool, funky like outspoken, like what music are they listening to? Like yeah. what sunglasses are they wearing? What the hell are them yeah. things on their feet? Are they high heels? <laughs> no, no, that's what, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. But it, it brings engagement, mate. And that's the thing is, I was chatting to Jamie Roberts the other day about it, actually, you need to like inspire the next generation, mate. And I don't think rugby does it, mate, mm. in comparison to other sports. Yeah, it's just, we've just been left behind. Yeah. And that's where, again, I'm well placed. So I've been doing this for seven years. I've been talking about this for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. When we used to watch Arcos's, remember the Arcos? You yeah, yeah. yeah. So the little kind of old things before iPads or iPhones. Yeah. And I'm watching Hard Knocks. I'm watching like NBA basketball. I'm watching content. I'm like, rugby needs this. Yeah. And I go and do it and there's all this pushback, like what, you're a joker. Like, you know, what? literally people saying like, you're a joker, yeah. you're a clown. Like, what is this? Like a podcast, like what? Talk, talking about yeah. rugby, like the characters, the people in there. Nah, yeah. we're not doing that now. Complete opposite. But also, Jim, there's that thing as well where even even the even the match day experience from watching it on TV. And again, I know all, all this revolves around money, doesn't it? But like, there's great pundits out there that make great points, all that sort of stuff. I think rugby needs to steer away from this barber jacket mm. mentality. Do you know what I mean? Like, you you flick on. And again, I know it's money, but you flick on like... Wimbledon you're going to go to, no? I was going to go football, mate. Okay. So, so, but like you rock up, right? You know, they're still stood sometimes side, like pitch side and stuff like that. But they're in like a sharp suit or... Do you know what I mean? Like it looks 
like everything about it is exciting. Mm. You know, rugby sometimes, like when it's freezing cold in the winter, chuck them in a studio, yeah. like pitch side or something, and just, or just have it like, I feel like we just miss a bit of like glitz and glam. Yeah. You just miss that. And it's not about like bling and all that, but just, oh, it everyone is a just bit about bling. Yeah. Like sometimes, I, you know, again, I don't want to, I love the media side of it and, you know, BT or TNT and all that have been, been great to me and giving me opportunities and stuff like that. But it's like, sometimes you flick on and it's like, you can, because the boys are in muddy pitch and stuff like that, they've got like some terrible trainers on. Do you know what I mean? A massive, like horrible coat just just it's just unfashionable mate it mm. just doesn't look it doesn't appeal to you when you flip the tv on yeah 100 percent. like C- I compared think, to you look at the football you look at like how sharp they look yeah when they're pitch side and the interaction that they have with the players like i saw the thing with thierry Henry with a couple of the players and they're yeah. all coming up to him like imagine what yeah. in rugby there's a little bit more now like it is happening they like, do it in the is, finals mate yeah. so as soon as the final comes around everyone sharpens up yeah I just I just feel like it could be like that. Yeah, of course. And it's not about like I said being being in designer getup, but just like as a viewer, you flip the TV on. Yeah, and be and like, you're, and you're going like, right, here we go, right, yeah. this is this is here we go. Whereas you flip the TV on at the minute, and it's just a bit. And the pundits are great in terms of doing it. You know, like I think Craig Dawes great the way that he sort of bridges the gap, um, you know, between the sort of viewer and and the pundits and stuff. But yeah, I just think that like just like, like rugby, just to be a bit more sharp. And yeah. Just, Adverts on the TV, mate. Like rugby's such a good sport. There's a million things you can, uh, like the big hits, all this sort of stuff. Oh, you can't say big hits. Can you not? It's like well, no, the, you the technically. Um, no, you want to. Like, we want to see big but hits. Like, but like, that's how it should be advertised. Whereas like rugby always. Like I remember a few years ago they had like a talking rugby ball. Tell you what they. <laughs> Fred, uh, are we going down the rabbit hole I know, here? Because I know, but it, you, know I mean? you, mate, you are one hundred percent right. I look at how. You have you go on the social media pages and how it's populated. We don't know our ass from our head at the minute. No. As in inclusivity, diversity. I understand the need for that. As in rugby, a game for everyone, a family yeah. game. Yeah, okay, like that's absolutely fine. Have a look at who we're competing with for attention from other sports and yeah. look at what they do and how they populate their channels. And what they double down on, and I, I hate talking about UFC because it's the most violent sport on the planet. You know, their fighters after the fights are sweat effing and blinding. They've just been to war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's the, 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 the guy interviewing them, like Rogan, whoever it is, or Bispin, they're like, oh, I'm really sorry for the viewers at home about the swearing. Mate, you've got people walking about in G-bangers and yeah. uh, miniskirts and <laughs> yeah. high heels and like doing all these crazy things in the street yet yeah. you're not allowed to throw the f-bomb after you've just played a rugby match oh i'm really sorry about the language really fuck the language yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, this it's, warrior it's, has it's, just given his yeah. fucking life but, but, to you, the team but it's why people watch exactly. top level sport they don't watch top level sports go oh did you see how perfectly safe that was yeah like, or how and, nice he spoke to the referee and exactly like it's it's got to be like people want to see that and I and I think rugby will keep that. I don't think it's going to go from the game, the respect side of it, because rugby's still a sport where if you step out of line, even in training and stuff, you normally get your head kicked in, or or someone pulls you in. It's not suddenly people like it's going to just disappear. Like you need people, like you want to see boys in each other's faces like, going well, out. Like that's yeah. why you watch it, mate. Look at Etzebeth and Ardi Surveyor yeah. when Ardi Surveyor's like slammed him on ah, the floor. Ah, oh, the noise, you you're, fucking yeah. ah. Ah violence yeah, that, is, yeah. that is why people are drawn to rugby freddie because yeah. most people 
at the highest level, or even like as in club level, we spoke about it. There's that kind of brotherhood mentality when oh you've played rugby, oh you you yeah. felt it, you you know what it, you know what it is. You've been shooed, you know you yeah. you felt that tackle, you felt that collision, you've had that win, you've been in that scrum, you know you you've been in that maul, you've you've won that kick. There's a thing, yeah, yeah, and that is. Unless you've done it, and I'm not saying that you can't have an opinion if you've not done it, but at the minute, the opinions for the people that haven't done it are much bigger than the people that have done it. That's kind of what it feels like. I know it's not like that, but we're being kind of suppressed with with all this kind of exterior noise. Double down on what the game is, and people don't like the word violence and carnage, but that is what people are drawn to. It's it's gladiatorial, mate. And it's gladiatorial. And when you look at UFC... And you look at boxing and you look at these other sports, they're different to rugby because they're yeah. about knocking people out. I've gone around the houses on this. Basketball is about the slam dunks and yeah. NFL is about the big passes and the big collisions and the speed and the athleticism. Mate, have a look across all rugby platforms at the minute of how it's populated. It's complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. It's all, oh, this is nice. Yeah. This is nice. Or oh, this is... Double down on Ardi Surveyor fucking monster in Ebenezer Beth. Yeah. And the drama and the and the hacker and the, you know, we're going in modern day sport to war. Yeah. Like that's are, yeah. the conversations of what's, hap- what's happening in the change room. What are they saying? They're effing, they're blinded. I watched a clip of the Free Jacks, the MLR team. Yeah. And Rugby Pass published it through the Rugby Network. And the cat, I don't know who he was. The captain in the circle, fucking this, fuck. yeah, yeah. as in because that's the level that you need to get to. It's not, oh, we want to go out there and yeah. you know, hopefully it's a great game and you know we all play really well and at the end we all shake hands and it's all yeah. love and no, oh, th- yeah. that's not what it is. And I just think we're in this moment at the minute, and I, I think I feel like it's it's life yeah. at that. And I, I kind of bat on myself a little bit because. One, I'm in a position of power in my job yeah, or yeah. influence, so I can't be saying this. But I've also got to be true to myself. Yeah, I've yeah, got to so. be true to what I believe in and also true to how I think the growth of the game will go But the players that are playing. Like, yeah. I want the best for them. Like, I yeah, want yeah. them to get the best platform. I want the, the most visibility. I want them paid the most. People are like, you can't keep asking for me. I can do what yeah, I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can right. say I can do what I want. I've been there. I yeah. know what it's like. I'm unapologetic about it. But... It's, it is that balance, isn't it? Because, you you know, I know that the response from this conversation will be about grassroots rugby and kids and stuff like that. And, like, it can be, it, rugby can still be perfectly safe at, yeah. like, the lower levels. Like, I do I do believe that, that you should wait to do contact yeah, yeah, later. Mate, yeah. Well, whatever the answer is with that. But I always think that, like, you know, you watch... I don't like tennis, but I'll watch, I'll watch that Wimbledon final because I'm watching these unbelievable shots that I, I can only dream of ever making if I ever played tennis. Mm. People watch rugby because they want to see this physicality that they don't get in their everyday life. They don't, they, they want to watch it in that passion and stuff. And I just think we're just robbing people of that just to, just to appease people who think that they know best for yeah. the, for the growth of the sport. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. It's, um, right, it's, uh, and unless it changes, Jim, that's the thing is we're, oh, we're, we're having this conversation because unless it changes, the game's dead, mate. There's no in in the club level. Yeah, they're, they're, we're best placed to talk about it. Yeah, so I don't care. Yeah, no, no, I'd, yeah. You know, I'm doing it for the right reasons. Like yeah. I love no, our game. 
but I'm still playing the game, mate. Like it's like I, you're just watching the game that you love playing and watching disappear, mate. It's just it's a. Uh, it's almost it's slow and painful, isn't it? While we're in this heightened state yeah, of emotion. On. Let's have it. You want to yeah. fight? No, we're going to try no, something right, different. What? Oh, I can't fight my way out of a paper bag anymore. So I'm going to try something a bit different, Fred, with you yeah. in the studio because we're best mates. I've got like a seven and a half minute yeah. highlights of the Leicester Sarries final. Oh, we're talking about that again. Oh, yeah. oh go on, Jim. No, we're going to do I got it a properly. Tattoo. I got a tattoo what, yesterday. What of? What's I got to do with I'll show you. No, no, have a look. Is that the Premiership Trophy? Was that a, a gaff or not? No, that's Premiership Trophy. Is that the Premiership no, Trophy? No. You need the date on there as well. No, 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 because then it's just, it needs a little bit of, needs a little bit of Let's have one more look. So Freddie Burns on, underneath his right calf has got the Premiership Trophy. Mate, I can't, I've got Wait, some shit to No, 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 do you know what it is? Do you know what it was? Is, um, is a month after the final, my brother Sam ran an Ironman and people that run the Ironman, they get the little... M with the guy so on, cool. on their calf. So after the final, um, he was like, "Oh, if I do it, if I finish the Ironman, you, I'll get the Ironman tattoo. You get the Prem trophy." Lovely. So I did, mate. And just you know, I'm trying to be like you, Jim. I'm trying to be more like you. Just <laughs> Matt, come with got... the illustrate, Matt. I've got tattoos that a teenage girl would have. So mate, I've, I've got I've got Arabic James <laughs> and the inside of my arm, but it actually yeah. says Samaj. It doesn't even say James. <laughs> Talking of tats, I'm headed to Ireland after this to go and see Mac Hansen. Oh, yeah. He's so we're doing it. an activation with Red Bull. He's got Andy Farrell's yeah. ta- head tattooed on it. I'm Because we had a bet on the rugby pod that if Ireland beats Scotland, I mean, who the f- why have I done that? <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting the tattoo. So by, by the time this comes out, I would have had Big Mac, Mac Hansen. Oh, you're getting him tattooed? I'm getting him tattooed on me. What, his face? Well, we don't know yet. Right, we don't yeah. know. It, it, it was his name. That was the one. It was his name. Right. Fair so I'm going to take you back to the final. Right, Let's yeah. just watch it. Seven and a half minutes. All right. So we are three 25 minutes in. Sarri's yeah. the 3-0 up. They've got someone in the bin. Yeah. I, mate, literally, so obviously Fordy got injured and I come on, but chatting to Ben Youngs on the, on the, um, on the bench, we were like... Um, oh, yeah, you were on the bench. We were like, oh, if... Uh, if we have, if we're a bit braver and chuck the ball, there's opportunity. And the first time we got it, we chucked that this ball out the back from Genji because everyone thought he was going to carry it up. Um, how good is Genji, mate? Like this team, mate. I look at this team, and genuinely, it was obviously a special group of what you achieved, but just the strength we had. Old, young. Who scores that? Uh, Hamro. Yeah, he's, he's actually got, got he's actually got the Premiership trophy on his chest. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he's got chest. a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he got it. Yeah, he'll regret that. Yeah, um, yeah. So like this, mate. We we sort of knew we, we kicked really well in the first sort of twenty minutes, which is what we knew we wanted to do. Just didn't want to give Itoji and those boys um, anything, anything to hit. hit. So here, look. So everyone thinks Genji's going to carry, and then hits me out the back, and then Freddie doing what he does. Good team, Freddie Stewart. Mate, I'm a big the, fan of him. But again, like I think. Credit to Steve, and this is why I think England will go right in the World Cup, mate. To start Wiggy, to start Ashy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, been left, there, done it. But also left out Nems mm. because he knew that it was going to be a kicking game and we need boys that are just going to chase, chase, chase. And that's not... Mate, just want to talk through this, right? So from this penalty, Wiggy put this in in the week, this set play. Oh, I so, know this is one down the blind side. Yeah, but so watch Wiggy now, right? So the plan was to have it on the 15. Watch him. It'll go to a replay, I think, and then it comes back. But it might watch, not on the highlights. No, it will. I've seen it a second ago. So watch Wiggy grab Genji and move him to the 15 so it works. Mako gets pinged. There you go. Watch him. See him move Genji. Bring it in. 
mm. literally moves him three, four meters to the left. And the idea was to everyone to shape like we're going to go towards the post, come back out, and then Jasper again, then just that little rat. Fucking so Mate. powerful, isn't he? Jasper but honestly, Pisa. this is where we were last year, Jim. Is like the coaches had us so tactically on and in the right place. Like we didn't fear anyone mm. because like we knew tactically what we needed to do. And then in this game, it almost seemed to come to like fruition. And this is why I think England, mate, will be a dark horse. And are they going to close the gap enough to realistically like win the World Cup? But look, we saw that sure. game against Ireland mate. where Freddie gets red carded. Yeah, mate, they will. Um, they'll they'll have that gap closed a lot. And with the draw that they've got, there's a chance, mate, if they just keep getting, you know, they take the warm up games and then take the group games and they keep building, mate, they could could really challenge or cause an upset somewhere yeah. along the line. Jasper Vies is good, isn't he? Honestly, mate, mate he was sat in there. Yeah, well, I, I had an interview mate, with him. What, what a bloke! Well, I, I love this company. Honestly, he is. Um, he's one animal. Of the, yeah, what, mate, but one of the best blokes in terms of like you talk to him, you don't think much of it, and then hang on, Fred, you're on it. So we'll come back to him in a minute. Seventy-five minutes. Yeah, Leicester twelve, Sarri's nine. Mate, you know you get that feeling where you. But even that, like even like, look at Jasper Visa in there. Yeah. It's a pen, but. Mate, here I'm. Here I'm like with, generally. Yeah, you can feel the screw turning. Yeah, and I'm just. I mean, I could almost. You know, when you get that feeling at the end of games, you can almost cry, because you just think like you're sort of, you're so desperate for it, mate. But it just, you feel like it's not going to work. Against Saris as well. Against mate, against Saris, they turn the screw, and now especially, mate. Obviously, Scotty gets binned here. Oh yeah, forget that. And mate, I cannot believe they kicked the points. Mate, that's such a hard tackle as well. That one yeah. there. Well, this is the. I know we're flip flopping here, but that tackle from Matt Scott. Yes, in the framework. Yeah. I mean, what are you meant Wait, to put yeah. your head there? You. Yeah. It's mate. It's it's seventy five minutes in a final. Like and like, you're five Billy. minutes out. What, what's he going to do? Duck out. Like you got you got to be you got to put your body in the way, mate. Right call. Yeah, I mean, good call by. Right. But yeah, yellow cards. Right. I mean, he's off unless it goes into extra time. But right now, I'm saying, are we going to put seven on the scrum or eight in the scrum? And, he, and yeah. then they took the points and I'm thinking, no, here we go, we're on here. And even then, mate, I started the cramp here, Jim, and I'm thinking I haven't got extra time. How are you starting to cramp? You've, you've not I played know. a full game. Mate, well, maybe because you haven't played. This here, mate, it's just... That's all, Wiggy. Our, but our game, our game, all throughout the season was based on sticking to our guns, mate. And we won this kick battle. And then we, come, then we, we came alive, mate. Right now, I'm just praying we score. The last thing I want to do. So, is, are you controlling it now at ten, or is like Youngzy, for nah, example? But just a bit of both. Like I'm obviously giving the, the the shape and direction. We're just trying to play. Like you're trying to play quick, mate. I'm trying to score here, like ideally. And there's still opportunity. Look, we start playing out the back of it, and just everything's crisp though. Chesham's fucking good, mate. So he's mate. He'll be a he'll be a hell of a player. Yeah, like now and now it starts like that thing. You think right. But the but one thing, Jim, is you never want to rush a drop goal, mate. Like in the phase count, if that makes sense. Mm. But it's such a fine line. If we get turned over at any stage here, mate, it's like, why didn't I hit it three, four phases before? This carry, mate, to beat. Who's that, Jasper? Yeah, beats, beats Jamie George and gets into Mario, mate. Like that literally makes it. And now I just knew I had to swing it, mate. They're offside as well. Well, the bit. 
Like, Jesus. Burns. Yeah. It's Freddy fucking right. burns. Nuts, mate. I'd, I'd almost, I still get goosebumps now. Yeah, I'd, mate, I'd almost love to go back just to like know it's going to happen and properly like drink it in. Like, don't get me wrong, I drank it in, but heads on, heads yeah, on, oh, mate. I'm almost in. Look gym. how caught. Look at Kev and Steve. Yeah, they ain't flinching. Do you know what, mate? He, um, Kev turned around to me when I was walking up the tunnel at half time, and he just whispered in my ear. He goes, mate, your right boot will win this. That's what he said to me on the way out, mate. Hold that thought. No, my luck. I thought I was going to knock this on. Goody, pick it up. Score, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. What a day. Let's just let this unfold. I didn't know what to do, Jim. I'm like... Yeah, you, well, you hit the floor. Look, it's the first emotion ever yeah. from Steve Borthwick, right. ever. The thing with Steve, mate, he's... Look at him. He's nearly crying. He's crying. I'll tell you what, he's some coach, mate. I, I've Honestly, heard he's a phenomenon. He is some coach. Let's let this breathe. And Freddie Burns is the fucking man. I know, mate. It's Look nice, at him. Look it? at him and Kev. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. Oh, so good. Mate, honestly, who, who's that? Who's crying there? Me. Oh, is that you? Yeah, <laughs> we'll let you off. I was mate. making noises, Jim, that I've never made in my life. I couldn't believe it, mate. It was like redemption, mate. It was everything like that happened at Bath and stuff like this. And like, mate, I was just, I couldn't believe it. Like, honestly, it was just. Like I never felt like I I needed, I, I never felt like I needed redemption. But then I, I guess I never realised how much I needed it until that happened. And like now, you know, the drop ball at Bath, you know, a couple of bad games here or there, I couldn't give a fuck, Jim. Mm. Honestly, I'm like that. It all just like it doesn't. It generally doesn't. Before it'd get me down, mate. People mention it. Fucking. Well, you've done the best thing on the biggest stage, which no one like. No one does that. I mean, yeah. Johnny Wilkinson, two thousand three, slightly bigger. But I'm trying to th- like in in that much jeopardy. Yeah. In a Premiership final, two of the biggest teams in club rugby. That's nuts. A clutch kick. You're on the bench. Yeah. You've been playing always, all season. What it, I always say is as well is is arguably we won the league last year in the toughest league it will ever be because it was 13 teams or whatever it was. Saracens were back in. Mm-hmm. We were top from week one. But my, I was, I was, I was, my mum talks about it all the time. So I was in the car with good old Donna um, the other day and we're just driving and randomly she just comes out with, have you ever thought what would happen if you missed that drop goal? <laughs> and generally, like sometimes I do, mate. Like I think, God, if I if I miss that, God, it, like, it, it generally, my art... Thought. But you didn't. No, no, but I didn't. I, exactly. I know, I know. But, and it's that thing, Jim. There's, there's two things on it. Is I'll always turn around to people, and like the best thing for me that comes from that is, um, like for me personally, when I'm trying to give myself a bit of uh, big up or whatever you want to say, is I was prepared to miss. Mm. That's one thing I'm almost proud of. Like even like even if I did miss it, we've we've all seen teams and players that would sort of shy away from that or not not necessarily take it. So was always that I was I was prepared to miss. But then the second bit is, mate, I have I've hit that kick thousands of times, mate. Because even when you're in the garden when you're a kid and you're running you're with your brothers and you're running the commentary, in your head it's always it's it's weird, mate. It's almost the same commentary as Nick Nick Mullins. You're always there like, and this is the kick to win it, or, you know, oh it's Freddie Burns to win it. You know, in the garden, you miss it, you run and get the ball. Oh, there's five minutes extra time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> But like so, so really, I've hit that kick 
so many times before. But like like I said, I think with that year, with everything around Kev, Kev and Rob and Tiff and Tom and stuff like that, mate, it was just it was just such a special group to do it with and to do it for. That it's just like, yeah, you just bonded forever, mate. It was it was unbelievable. Hence the tattoo. So I can see now we're talking about because I get goosebumps even talking about yeah. it. And like me and Beck, my my wife, Beck, who you obviously know as well. Like when you did that, we both right. and but Beck doesn't show any emotion on yeah. anything I've ever done in my life, and yeah. we're like, "Fuck, fucking right. hell!" Like I'm getting goosebumps yeah, constantly yeah, when I'm talking right. about it. it yeah. I, for me, it's one of the greatest Premiership moments ever. One of the greatest things I've seen, and it's a big statement because it's just a Premiership final. Yeah. In terms of Champions Cup and Europe and the Lions and stuff like that, but from everything. Yeah. That was around Leicester, finished bottom of the league. Was it the year before? The the year yeah, before, uh, two years before, two years yeah. before bottom of the league. So if there was relegation, they would have gone down. The biggest club in yeah. one of the biggest clubs in Europe, biggest club in England, like they still are in terms of yeah. fan base and people who watch them. And your story as well, and the fact that you played lows that year, then Forty comes on, snaps his Achilles. It's against Saracens, best team in the land, redemption, yeah. all that. Back at Twickenham, it was, mate, mate, it was massive. Do you know what? I actually, um, I did a chat with uh, Ed Slater. He's doing like a sort of rugby sort of podcast um, chat thing. And when we actually got down to sit and speak about it, and I said the same thing to him is like, genuinely, like, I'm so happy that it was me that hit the drop goal and, you know, everything that's come off the back of it and, and all that sort of thing. But, like when I hear the stories of like you and Beck at home mm-hmm. or someone stops me in the street and tells me where they were or, you know, just those stories of what it meant to people. Like there's that old, um, there's that Tyson Fury quote about the only thing you own in life is, is moments. And like, that was my moment that I owned. And I was just fortunate enough that my moment was also a moment for like thousands of people that follow Leicester. And like that almost gets me emotional mate like it's it's just sort of like what it meant to so many people there's when i've watched it back like i have done a few times the tv picked it up actually which was nice but i see tom young's and just give him a cuddle and like fuck me mate like that moment to do it with you know everything with tiff and stuff like that like that just generally just means everything mm. and even like he you know him and his us after the game i had to do all the interviews and stuff so when i got to the change room everyone had gone mate and it was just tommy in there so we actually had had a bit of a chat and uh even his old man was like they they almost weren't going to come down because you know tiff had only passed away a couple of weeks few weeks before and then they come down and to have that moment and to then give tommy the moment to like lift the trophy with genji i don't think there's a more powerful no um image for me in my whole in my whole playing career so that year was all about things greater than the club and greater than than rugby and just to be the guy that was able to to have that moment was was amazing, and also to my family, mate. Like straight after the game, I did the old Wimbledon. I went, I went straight in the crowd, mate. I, and one of the boys' families actually caught it on camera, um, and it's a video that I cherish, mate. Like running into the crowd, it's a picture where I'm giving my dad a hug, and like he's not that emotional. And there's a picture of me hugging him, and you can just see like the emotion on his face, and just they ride the ups and the downs with you, mate. So to have that and give him that was honestly was epic and then the push up afterwards was yeah yeah mate it was I can't name the player mate but um, when 
we're in the ship on a Sunday and there's a man who's got his, <laughs> he's got his left hand missing, literally been like cut off. And one of the most esteemed players in English rugby <laughs> is calling him out on a buffalo every time he has a swig with his right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll live with me forever, mate. Honestly, just, yeah, just this bloke. Did, and he had no clue what was happening. But every time he took a swig, the bloke ain't got a, he hasn't even got a left hand if he wanted one. How do you know it was cut off? Well, you could. It was just a stump. We well, might have born without it. Well, you know what I mean, like yeah. But no, mate, that that group of players and that was class. And I, I think looking forward to the World Cup, the fact that that coaching setup, including Alan Waters as well in that in the performance side, is with England. I'm back in England to do something special. Not maybe not go all the way and win it. That might be a a push too far. But with the draw, with the coaches they got, and and also the resources of players, I think they got a chance to do something pretty pretty special. No, they've got to walk to the semi-final yeah they have got to walk well that's, to get that's there. it and so. it gives them a chance to build doesn't it like build of game course. to game you know rather than getting a sort of punch in the nose round one or two against one of the big 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 boys but mate, yeah could we could mate, I, they could get to a final Jim. Hey, and that, that's well, a big that's a big statement but well it's not 2003 win it 91 yeah. did they make the final 2007 Final 2019 history at the World Cup. Yeah, no, mate. England have turn up, but then also so so do Argentina, mate. They turn up. Argentina are good at World Cups. They turn up. So yeah. that, they're they're the banana skin. They have got Japan in the group as well. They've got Japan as like, well. Mate, that's going to be that'll be like yeah, it'll be it'll be good. But no, on that lot, Steve and those boys, mate. Unreal. Like I, I went through, and again, I thought I'll watch it, and then I thought, no, I'm going to wait for Fred, and then you actually forget how good. Oh, mate, you lads were. You almost get bought. You almost yeah. Because that's the thing is, they got statisticians in that year. And they almost gave us the parameters we needed to hit to win games or what would give us the percentage. So like, I think I've remembered this right. So Steve said, well, they told Steve that every team that had beaten Saris in the three years prior to that final. Had kicked more? I'm just kicked, guessing it. Yeah, kicked over, over 500 metres in the first 20 minutes. Now, in a premiership rugby game, the average is probably a thousand, like a thousand meters. So you're kicking half that in the foot, and we just kicked it, mate. And it just took away that ability for them to smash people. Like, don't get me wrong, Sarri's missed a trick. There was times, and they've one thing I'll credit them on this year and winning it. They looked at that final and they changed their game and they brought in more because there was a few times if they ran the ball, well, they that that we were struggling. Give them a kick up the ass for the whole yeah. season. That's but, but that was the thing, mate. It's tactically last year we caught teams cold. Like and and it was such a powerful place to be, and I just wish, I, I always say this: I wish people could see what we saw that season, just experience it for a week, and just see what went into every game because it was meticulous, mate. We we left no stone unturned, but it wasn't mind blowing, bogging down. It was like it was just real clear, concise. Do this, this, this. It's a game of rugby. You're going to lose a couple of games, but you know, hit this, hit this, hit this. You've got. 85% chance of winning. And that's what happened. We went into into games and Steve was brilliant at putting it across and then you had the personality of Alad and Wiggy and Kev. It just sort of, mate, it was, yeah, it was honestly unbelievable. Never been in, an, I've been in a lot of environments, Jim, as you know. Never one like that. That was another level. That's really interesting. So, I mean, clearly it was no fluke and we'll, we'll, let's carry on this conversation about Steve. Goody did a, not a nasty, but a bit out of order. <laughs> He didn't well, have an article. He, he just said, I was boring Steve. He needs right. to engage, grow the game, engage the public. Steve ain't going to do that. Like That's not him. Right. I know he's working hard at trying to engage with the media. 
we've got Eddie Jones for that. Yeah. Like we can love that. But I think England will be on lockdown. I, I think that they're they'll go the all black way. The Ian Foster, as in yeah. batting down the hatches, it's not about growing the game, it's not about the media, it's about winning the World Cup. But with Steve, I've got a load of respect. I played against Steve. He was the one that picked me to replace him at Saracens. Not yeah. many people know that. That the coaches said to him, like, who do, who do you think could replace you? This is the coach is saying that, yeah, not yeah, me. Yeah. And Steve <laughs> said, I, I I think Jim Hamilton. I think yeah. he, he could come and do a job and I went there and did a job. Yeah. So I've got to be thankful for that with him as well. But that glimmer of emotion, I loved it. Yeah. Because I, you, you you hear about the amount of work that he puts in, the sacrifices, kids are, are living the other side of the country. Yeah, you've got to be married to your job yeah. in order to be able to deliver. What all the coaching is a tough job, but to do what he did, uh, that coaching team was yeah. phenomenal. To be bottom two years before to come through, not a star-studded team. No disrespect. Yeah, you had, yeah. A, you had a few. Yeah, but not as if like oh my gosh, like they you know you've got these worldies yeah yeah in the team, but it's interesting because of the World Cup and everyone's no one's talking no one's talking about England apart from English people who know there's an easier side and knows the, yeah, yeah. the setup. Everyone's it's about France. Can Ireland get through the the group? If so, can they get through a France New Zealand quarter final? Australia, yeah. even though they've not played well under Eddie. Have they got something up their sleeve? Argentina, who do well during World Cups. Yeah. No one really is talking about England, but you're right. With Steve, with Kev, with Allard, with Richard Wigglesworth now, we saw against Ireland, if it weren't for Freddie Stewart, I think England would have won that. It's completely irrelevant to say that, but yeah. Freddie wouldn't have got sent off. I think. I just think, mate, last year, um, last season at Leicester, when, under those boys, is the, the balance was so good. And where Steve's so good, mate, is he understands where he falls short. And he understands it well enough, but you know, he he gets he gets people in like even from sort of a personality standpoint. You know, Steve, you know, we talk about the emotion showed at the end of that game. A lot of players saw that emotion quite regularly. Like he was always in control. But I remember before we played Bath at the Rec, he did a team talk and he was talking about how he was treated at Bath towards the end of his time there. And you know, we're at the hotel and and like he's in tears, mate, talking about it. And like you really saw what it mattered. Steve has just got this amazing ability to instill value in everyone. Like, even if you weren't, mate, I was on the bench, mate. I was, like, I remember I was um, benching the semi, benching the final, like, whenever 40 was fit, I was on the, but, mate, I never, never felt like I wasn't valued. And he's just got this amazing ability <clears throat> to bring the best out of people. I don't think he's given enough credit for that. And people talk about, you know, I know in the media he's quite, straight laced and doesn't give much but away from it mate he there's two things he loves and that's talking about his family like his you know when he talks about his family he gets he gets emotional but also he loves allowing the individual to be themselves like i was allowed to man, i was allowed to be in the gym fucking shirt off shorts off pants stuffed up my ass doing bench press do you know what i mean just like and you'd what you do with steve is you'd catch him in the corner or you'd see you'd see alid messing around or someone crack a joke or something happened and all you'd see is Steve in the corner and you might just see the corner of his lip just rise a little bit and he'll have a little smile and that was him like he didn't have to be laughing and joking um, I saw a clip the other day with England when he says to Johnny May that he'd beat him in a high ball thing or something like that and they like chuck up and Steve gets in there and like he, he is mate he's, he's not like this strict sort of 
teacher kind of person. He mate, he he has a way with people that I've never experienced in my life, mate. And it just, you know, he allows Alid to be the guy who's bouncing around, cracking the jokes, heckling him, you know, getting naked, doing whatever. But like he'll he he'll sit there and he's orchestrating it all, mate. He is um like super impressive. I've never been under anyone like it. Richard Wigglesworth, who's you've got to think has worked with some of the best coaches, one yeah. of the most decorated player of our generation, say exactly the same. Yeah. Deeks, my best mate, said, You've never yeah. seen anything like it. Never. And Deeks has been down working with the coaches in New Zealand and looking through it there. That was so, the hardest thing, mate, going to the honestly going to the Highlanders, you had Clark Dermody and like a young coaching group, and you're suddenly comparing it to what Steve did and, and it's so it's so tough mate like for the first few months I found it really hard and like a bit frustrating being like Fuck, why aren't we why aren't we doing it like this but you just realise that Steve is honestly on he's he's in his own bracket mate for me massively he's not just like experienced stuff out the way he like the psychology around how he manages people like all that sort of stuff like it's um, and he's a straight shooter mate which is the best thing <sighs> So class. Mate, honestly, when he shoots straight, I got COVID when I come back from Nashville. They started me, I had 10 days off, started me against Connaught. I played terribly. Monday calls me in. Bryce Hegarty had played well um, when I went off and he went to 10. Just come up to me, he's like, mate, you fucked up going to Nashville and getting COVID. You're not playing against Bristol. Bryce did well. He'll go on the bench, 40 will start. And like, don't get me wrong, mate. Fucking lost my head. <laughs> like Kevin Field always takes the mick out of me because I went out to training that day. The one day I took my gum shield, right? <laughs> no pants up your no, ass no, that mate, day. No, no pants up my ass that day. And I was like, "You're fucking. You want me to be a fucking clown like this?" Like, mate, I was fuming. Mm -hmm. right? Ended up chopping them. Um, ended up chopping um, Namani Nandolo, mate, like three times in training. And it was only like shoulder on, but my head was gone. Who the fuck is this my, guy? Yeah, and Kev was like, "Why don't you train like that all the time?" But like, I was fuming. And Put it it's yourself. Not about, but. Yeah, but he but he told me. He was like mm. straight up. It wasn't any bullshit, any fucking wishy-washy answer, mate. It was like, listen, you fucking went to Nashville, you got COVID, you then came back, you played like shit. Fucking Bryce played well, he's getting his chance. Do you know what I mean? And you're just sort of like, well, fair enough. Like, I can't, you can't argue with it. And I've heard that's what he's doing at the England squad at the minute. It's just those boys that have been left out or like apparently they all know where they stand at the minute and what's going on, so... Yeah, as a player, you know what it's like, Jim. I appreciate that. Yeah, so well, no, it's, it's class. Uh, the same with Billy. Like, you see, Billy's been kept in. I heard there was a bit of beef. Billy was the first one on the big gym show, actually. Was he? He was the first one in that chair. Big shout out to Billy. Big fan of his. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, constantly working on personal development and yeah. how quickly things came around for him as a young man. And now he's gone through injuries and form and all these different things. He's had to mature yeah. quickly. But I know there was a bit of beef between him and Steve. Obviously, Steve, for the better of the team or whatever, they've managed to reconcile. Yeah, and you know, they need him, mate. I reckon. Oh, they do. Yeah, they exactly. need the, the, that back that back row. As much as there's a lot of talent in it, you look at that French back row and what it did to him in the Six Nations. There you go. They need someone who can. They need they need Big Bill fit and playing well. I'm going to call the back row: Bill, Tom Pearson, Ben Earl. Yeah. Over missed loads. Where would you put Chesham in the row? I'd put Chesham in the row. Marrow. One hundred percent. I, I don't even know if I start Marrow and let it. Like, yeah, yeah. Marrow, through his illness or whatever's happened, is fifty percent of the player that he was. Yeah. If if Marrow doesn't start, then George Martin for me. 
Yeah, mate. Honestly, gorgeous George, mate. He is, is one of the most gifted athletes yeah. in the Prem. Mate, yeah, he he bangs people. Yeah, as well, he mate. he bangs physical, big mate, lad, actually, old I, school. I can't believe I almost forgot about. He's such a mate. He's such a lovely boy as well. Is he? Oh, honestly, I, he's one of those guys. I, every day of walking into training, I just love to see him. Oh, I mean, good. you know those players. Yeah, just, yeah. Like he's yeah, he's he's class, mate, and yeah. he is a great player. I watched um, him at seventeen in the academy when we did the dock there I was like him Freddie Stewart Jack Van Poorfleet yeah. they were the three like you could see they were head and shoulders he had the um, so like Chez like, um, Chez has sort of kept growing like in that sense like he's just got better and better mate one thing I'll say about George Martin mate, I've never felt for a player so much in my life mate so when he picked up that injury last year mm. we basically started training and he just had one of those days where he dropped like three or four balls and Steve swapped him out he went and stood on the touchline. Then Nems ran down the touchline. Someone banged Nems into touch, flew into George, and that was what busted his knee. And you're just like, you like how cruel. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like you just you don't see it often. You're just like, oh for fuck's sake! Mm. But mate, he's like did his rehab, got back fit, and like mate, he is he's a beast, mate. Yeah, it'll start if Marrow's not right, but it'd yeah. be a big shout not to play Marrow. Everything good about Leicester. I'm yeah. going to bring it down. How bad's their shirt, Fred? I don't hate it, Jim. I like the fact they've gone back to the old colours. I just think going back to the old colours would have been enough. I don't get the tiger on the... Yeah, this is the thing. I don't so, get the tiger on the on the shoulder. That's the only bit I don't get. Well, the reason why, it might seem a bit random bringing this up now, so me and Freddie were basically talking about the jerseys and I said, look, let's leave this. We can chat about it on the podcast. And I put a tweet out about it because some of the shirts out there oh, at the minute are shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's... I like Samurai as well. This isn't a slight on Samurai. No, no. They would have been across the design. But Leicester did the bit, bit like did the big reveal. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's coming here. It's like the new shirt. Bum, 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 bum. And then... So I always think, right, and I've said this to every kit man at Leicester, that home kit should be like that, but obviously without the Tiger or like, you know, traditional green, red and white. They should then have an away kit, which is white a black with the one. green and red, and then the black one. I'm going to show you the year one that I played in. This is the, this is the very best one. Yeah. This is the one with the Bradstone. How cool is that? Mate, yeah. That's 06, Leicester Tigers shirt. Bring that back. Do you know what reminds me of that? I think there was, you know, like always a couple of years after, the kits get handed down. Mm. I, I remember playing for Gloucester, development, like A-League against Leicester at Welford Road. Um, at, no, at King's Home it was. And for some reason, we decided to put out here. I played fullback. Ryan Lamb played. Ian Bolshaw played. Like these, like we went out like strong team. We absolutely like smashed them to the point where I think Ollie Morgan played, went up for a high ball and uh, Manu whacked him. Like Manu was like 16 or something, but still a, sp a beast. Anyway, it, in those days, you played probably a few weeks later. We went up to Welford Road a few weeks later. They went Manu, Alessana, Vesti, Vandell, Arinley, someone else. And they, mate, I have never been, like, I was, what, 18, 17, 18? I've never been physically battered like that, mate. Like, it was almost like, because we went hard at King's Home and, like, put some points on them with a young team, when we went to Welford Road, they were like, nah, fuck this, you're having it. And not only did they beat us rugby-wise, mate, it was just, it was a bloodbath. Yeah, they were the bogey team for Gloucester, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a look at some more shirts. Yeah, let's have a look. Favourite one at the minute. Have you seen the Munster one? No. Nah. Class. Do you know what I like, mate? Is it the Kiwi shirt now that's got a collar? All blacks always looks good, yeah, doesn't it? it? Yeah. I feel bad as well because I'm a fan of Umbro, but I don't like England's. But what can you really do, mate, with like 
125 quid. I know, mate. I know, mate. Mate, that's... Right. Jim, I know we keep revisiting and going back to it, mate. I actually, on the, I actually, actually I like, like that. that. Yeah. So white shorts and then white socks, is it? Yeah. That's quite nice. It's quite a classic, that. If but you, you talk about that, mate, again, there's that other thing, Jim. I know we're going round in circles, but you talk about money in the game in rugby as well. There's getting money in the game and then there's fleecing supporters, mate. Like 125 quid for a jersey, mate. Yeah. I think a ticket to watch a game at the Rex is about 75 quid, 100, quid. 105, the island one is. That's old Mac Hansen. There he is, mate. Is your boy? Such a shit photo shoot. Yeah, it looks quite a football shirt, that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I quite, I actually quite, I quite like the round collar on it, just as a bit of a change. Yeah, I don't know. But I just, yeah. But I just think, mate, again, for the supporters and that, I just think there's like, a lot, I know a lot of clubs do a lot of good things, but I think, yeah, I think I had, not, might not be 75, might have been like 55. But it's like 50 quid for a ticket to watch Bath at the wreck. Mm. In an open stand. Like we're just... I think everything will change. It's got rugby. Him, right. Anyway, so not, best shirt, what we're saying, what we're doing, best shirt, Japan's is good. Yeah, Japan. I do like Japan's. Let me just do that one. Yeah, Lastly, Japan's is good. Um, Fiji's good always. Just the white yeah, and the Fiji's black is always a good one. The Welsh jersey goes up to 6XL. <laughs> <laughs> Some tunits. See, that looks fucking terrible there. Yeah. Why I, is there, why is... I don't know the things on the sleeve. Yeah, and like, the, why is the badge like a different colour to, like a different red to the rest of just it? Just banter. And then like underneath, it's for that many slim it or something, is it? I don't know. Here's a Scotland one. Yeah, I quite like that, too. Yeah, 6XL as well. Some, well, there's big obesity crisis in Scotland, so you can see there is. Well, why is that? They've taken the oh, sugar out of iron brew, haven't they? And replaced it with what? Spartan. See a nice little tartan Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, like that's... Subtle. They had that when I played. Like They brought that in in 2015, the yeah, year I, I retired. So my last shirt's got that bit of tartan. Yeah, I quite like that. How many caps do you go in the end, Jim? 63. Fucking hell, lovely, though, isn't 63. It? Lovely. 63. But, mate, as in, what does it matter? What does it matter now? This is the, yeah, you're exactly right, though, isn't it? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's good, it's great to be like, like, for instance, I was a bit disappointed the year down in New Zealand. We didn't make the playoffs. We finished, like, ninth, mm. right? But then you're like, oh, shit, didn't really go the way I wanted. But then you realise that in fucking three, four years, people can go like, oh, where did you where did you play? Oh, you know, a bit in England. Said so did a stint in New Zealand, a bit in Japan. Oh, sweet, that's it. It's never. Oh, where'd you finish? Like, do, or, do, do you know what I mean? It doesn't. Like... And that's the thing with sport, yeah. right? And that's the thing where I look at the two thousand three England team, and there's a part of me that feels really sorry for Johnny Wilkinson, and I don't know whether he's told me this or whether I'm kind of guessing it or I've read it or heard it somewhere. I think he said it. I'm going to back myself. Yeah. I think that he said it. That for him, wherever he goes, he's only known as the guy who dropped the goal for England in the 2003 World Cup final, which yeah. for me is a fucking great thing. That's what I was going to yeah, say, as opposed to what? But that's it. Like That's his sole identity, that he is no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas I walked down the street, it was like, some people would be like, shit rugby player, yeah. like decent rugby player. But now I do something else. So I'm known for something else as yeah, well yeah, as yeah. that yeah so maybe like i don't know like as in for you if you would have finished your career say that was the last thing that you ever did i think in that moment when you dropped the goal to win the final of the prem and everything that was around that that you've gone through like what a way to finish yeah but 10 years down the line that's all you yeah, potentially yeah. would be known for yeah, and that still might be the case, Fred. Like that might be no, no, that, that yeah. might be yeah. the and and that's a good thing. I've never been in a moment like that, so I'd yeah. never know. Like, there's not one big moment where it's like, 
Jim Hamilton. Yeah. Like, as in, that's what I'm known for. It's not. But I do wonder whether that could be harder sometimes. Yeah. I'd just rather be known for that than the twat that dropped the ball over the line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, I, I think the, the thing as well is it's, it's like... It's who you are as a person as well, man. So like someone like Johnny, I don't know, I don't know Johnny. I've spoke to him a couple of times. Lovely bloke. But like he's quite a deep he's quite a deep thinker, quite do you know what I mean? And I can see how that can he also achieved a fuckload more in his career as well. I yeah. winning a load with Toulon and stuff like that. So And getting back from injury yeah. and all them different things. I get yeah. that. Whereas for me it's like to be honest with you, like I yeah, I've had some decent moments up, but like that moment will eclipse everything. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like I'm having to choose out of hitting that drop goal and winning the league and winning the Champions Cup or winning the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't have a choice. It's just like right, that's sweet. Like if people want to know me for that, then that's fine. Yeah. I'm still in it. I'm still playing. It yeah. might be different when you retire, but like at the same time, I think you can. If I'm honest, it's a talking point. Like that that that's happened, and suddenly now people want to talk to you. People want it, it can open doors that. Mate, I got taken around Silverstone on the back of a MotoGP bike, on the back of um, Neil Hodgson, mate. Like, who gets experiences like that? Like, it's not something that just is handed to me because I hit a drop goal. Do you know what I mean? You've got to use it to your advantage to a certain point, but yeah. Absolutely. There we go. Loved it. Freddie Burns. Mate, I could be here all day, mate. Enjoy Japan. Yeah, we're going to do, let's do something. We can do Freddie, Sam. Yeah, we'll, we'll just, Freddie's yeah. in, Burnsy's in Japan. That was yeah. the song. Well, yeah, we'll do. We'll do something. I've always said we need to do something. We need to get you as a guest more regularly on the podcast. For people who have enjoyed this, Freddie, I've absolutely loved it. Lighten things up, freshen things up. We put the worlds to right. Yeah. Where can they follow you and get hold of you? (laughs) You're going to be inundated with millions of messages. Well, I've just put the account to private, and I, but. um, Why? Well, I just. I'm newly single, Jim, and I, and stuff like that. And I just. Yeah. You're looking after yourself. Well, no, I just think it's. I just went, yeah. I probably should go careful what I say, but I just go just go private for a bit, mate, and just sort of vet who's. Okay, well, let's not. But people can still request to follow. Yeah, let's and do I, that. I, I don't get wrong. I'm, like I sieve out, I'm, I'm accepting anyone who wants to follow, mate. But you'll this give is it, the day and age. We'll give you a month, and then you'll be back. Like no, no, I'll still be back. Content, but I just it's it's also it's who you want to see the content in it, Jim. Of course, you know when you're when you're in this in this predicament, it's important that you're not putting stuff in other people's faces and stuff. Like I love that. how you're talking in code. You are. I know, yeah. So I was, hard, I was pinning my hopes on you, Fred, as in to be the next, not that I'm inviting myself to the wedding. Or no, you'll be wedding, on the stag, mate. Yeah. But that I was yeah, like, yeah. right, what stag do's are left available? Yeah, so I've got my mate, Davey Young-Pish. I asked him today, is he getting married? He said, what are you on about? So I was like, well, that's gone. Kovsky and Jace, but we ain't going anywhere exotic for that. No, We're no. probably doing like a Birmingham or yeah. out in Cov. And I was thinking, Freddie seems... Nope, done. Mate, there'll be... But listen... Just be excited by the fact that you're going to be like, there's going to be a f- like a few years or something, maybe. I'm not sure how long, Jim. Yeah, it can c- but, come around quite quick. Yeah, but like it, it could be like a few years and then suddenly whack. you like that, Bex. I'm off to, I'm off to fucking Vegas, Vegas or somewhere, mate. Because I'm going to be honest with you, my plan is when it does happen to go big and just get like, I'm going to try and get the most. Obviously, I'll get my mates, but I want probably what's a good number for a stag? I can't even be planning. I think I'm going to misses. Yeah, I was going to say like 15, but like 15 of the elite. Yes. And like literally put, and I was thinking of like having somewhere in the world that is accessible to all my friends worldwide because there's a few people I'd want. Okay. So you need, let's think, India. (laughs) (laughs) 
Fucking Delhi Belly. Just get over there. Just I mean, yeah. Get there early. Get Delhi yeah. Belly. We'll tear up the Taj Mahal, mate. America. Mate, that, well, America's the obvious one, isn't it? Mate, yeah. Imagine Nashville for, 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 there you go. for four nights, whatever. But. But don't dangle the carrot on me. Or go back with your tail between your legs with your ex and say, look, can we just pretend we're getting married just yeah, for now? Just stag do, and then we'll call it. Do. Well, mate, I'm, I'm free as a bird now, so I can go wherever. When are you going to Aspen again? No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, no, so, mate, we'll have a hell of a stag do. Well, Bill got married last weekend, or the weekend before. Okay. So, <laughs> so a, quick, a quick story. Thursday night, the groomsmen met in Bath, which was me, Bill, my dad came, my brother Sam, Kieran Treadwell, um, and Bill's mate Davis, George Davis, flew all the way from New Zealand, mate, for his uh, for his wedding. We're in. We've ended up in Vodka Revolutions in Bath on a Thursday night, and I'm spewing up over a fucking trying to neck down a blue WKD, mate, because we went for a tie before, and I smashed the load in, and I necked about four WKDs, and the fizz got me. Anyway, then went to this house on the Friday. I reckon we probably had upwards of 30 people at the house, just like coming in, drinking, whatever, like playing a few games. Then we had the wedding and my parents had booked, the wedding kicks out at 11, shambles, eh, early. But we got outside, my parents had booked like a 40-seater coach. So everyone piled on this coach, 25 minutes, get calling up, everyone's singing, get to the house, everyone's in the pool, three, four in the morning, mate, just fucking letting rip. Woke up Sunday, got on the red wine. So we literally just partied hard for a weekend, mate. It was fucking, it was epic, mate. That's how the Burns do it, mate. It was, it was, it was proper good. That's how the but, Burns. And those do Irish it. boys are good, mate. Those Irish boys are good value. Yeah, good value. But I was MC Jim, wasn't I? Was it? Of course, I, of course you were. Yeah, that's where you live. That's yeah. What you good at? Right, Freddie sorry, Burns. Sorry, sorry, Freddie Burns ten. Uh, no, just Freddie Burns. Just Freddie Burns. Freddie Burns. And he'll be back, and he's going to accept everyone very soon. All, no, no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Just, yeah, just, just, just follow. Just fucking follow. Just, just fucking follow, follow Freddie follow Burns. Hey, also, I should say, for people who've got this far, I <laughs> need to say this. I don't ask for anything, but you need to go, and apparently you need to like or subscribe and comment on the podcast, and then that way the algorithm picks up. I'm not desperate for listeners or views. This is organic. I'm doing this because I want to, but... I've been told you need to like and subscribe. comment. Just fucking subscribe just fucking and help us as in grow the mo, grow the show, whatever Marla says, something like that. Always says. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Cheers.